Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. simple title to my message this evening is uh, Jesus was thankful. So Father, thank you for your word. We tremble at it. We thank you for revealing to us those things you would have us to learn, understand, and know. May your spirit quicken our spirits with life-changing truths that we be conformed to the very image of Jesus and walk according to your will. Be glorified in all that's said and done in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been said that God wouldn't ask us to do something that he wouldn't do himself. Have you ever heard that expression before? Well, when he asked Abraham to offer up his only son, the son that he loved so much, Isaac, Abraham did it. But what did God do after that? He offered up his only son, Jesus. Right? So, we know that God's not going to ask us to do something that he wouldn't do himself. Well, look in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye, what? Thankful. God wants us to be a thankful people. Well, then, is he thankful? Since he's asking us to be thankful? Or telling us to be thankful? We'll talk about that in just a moment. But why is this important to him that we be a thankful people? Well, let me ask you this question. We'll answer that with a question. Have you ever held the door open for somebody and they walked through it and completely ignored the fact that you held it open for, that, uh, for them at that time? Never said thank you for that? For that act of kindness? Right? How did you feel at that moment? Like, ingratitude? Not thankful? Well, let me go a step further. Let's say a lineup of cars on a highway, on a road, on the street. Someone's trying to get out, but no one's letting them out. You let them out. Normally, they'll just give you a wave to say thank you, right? But they don't. They just drive off. What are you really saying under your breath? No, thank you for my act of kindness. Okay. All right. You think maybe God feels the same way? When we don't truly, from the heart, thank him for his wonderful acts of kindness toward all of us. He's good. He's loving, merciful, kind. He's done wonderful things for us. It's his goodness that leads us to repentance. And he wants us to be thankful and grateful. And let him know that we appreciate who he is and all that he's done for us. So I could say, I believe that God is thankful and before we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we're going to talk about just for a moment how Jesus was also thankful. And he represents God. He is God in the earth, right? Amen. So look at John's gospel. He's our model. 
chapter 11, verse 41 and 42. He's the one that models everything for us. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Then he went off and said, Lazarus, come forth from the grave. And of course, he that was dead for four days was raised from the dead. But notice that he said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. In other words, I thank you for your listening ear. I thank you that when I speak to you and talk to you, I know you hear me. Sometimes we just need someone to listen to what we have to say. We find ourselves in a difficult place and we can express ourselves. You want someone that cares about you, someone that loves you, that's willing to really listen to you. There's no one better than the Father himself. But the point is, Jesus is the one who said, Father, I thank you. And he sets an example for us to follow. We should be very thankful for his listening ear. Secondly, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11, another example. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth. Notice, Lord of heaven and earth. Because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto, the, unto babes. In other words, what he was saying this, I'm just so thankful that you hide these truths, this revelation from people that are wise in their own eyes and think they can get along without you. But to those whose hearts hunger and thirst for truth, those that are humble, those that are meek, those that are longing to know you, you reveal it to them. So we go before God with a heart of humility and thankfulness. And what does he do? He reveals himself. He reveals his plan to us. Thirdly, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 15, verse 36. He took the seven loaves and the fishes, and what did he do? Notice how Jesus was always mindful to give thanks. Thank you. He break, he break them, gave to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. And with a little boy's lunch, he fed 4,000 plus women and children. What's the secret to have our food multiplied? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And you see in John's gospel, chapter 6, the same thing, only this time there's 5,000 plus women and children. Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. So there were 5,000 this time, plus men and women, I mean, from women and children. And he fed them all. But notice, he always gave thanks. Thank you. Sometimes you think about, is thank you enough? I guess it should be. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. That's all he wants from us. And his mercies endure forever. And, and most importantly, look at Luke 22. Verse 17 through 19. He took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Notice he gave thanks for the elements that represent his body and his blood. And also they represent, or they speak of the very love of God for mankind. So he took those elements and he gave thanks. 
Why would he give thanks? Think about this. He's given thanks for the privilege of laying down his life to save humanity. For the Father allowing him to participate in this wonderful thing called redemption. Thank you for using me to carry out your purpose in the earth, even though it means I sacrifice my very life, my body and my blood. I want to thank you. Do we ever think about these sacrifices and say, thank you that I suffered, let's say, persecution or something like that? Look in the book of Acts, what it says here. Well, the, uh, when the apostles were challenged and, and persecuted, and to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, sad, murmuring, complaining, and just full of pain and anguish and despair and agony, and said, why in the world are we following him? No, they departed from the presence of the council after they were beaten, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. What a commitment. Think about that. Rejoicing, giving thanks to God that they were worthy to suffer shame. That means in a difficult situation that we might be in as well, it's very easy for us to gravitate towards our feelings and emotions. But he is saying no. Give thanks in every situation. Not for it, but in it. And if we give thanks in it, what will happen? God will manifest himself in a powerful way to us. Well, in Colossians chapter 1, Paul prayed this prayer. We'll close with this. He prayed a prayer for the church, the Colossian people at the church. And he said, let's, let's put it up. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. Now notice this, giving thanks. Giving thanks to the Father. For what? He made us Able, meet means able or qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. You know, we have an inheritance. It's in the saints in light. It's imperishable. It's, a, it's unspoiled. It's unfading. It is reserved for us in the heavens. But it's an inheritance that we all have. Our eyes haven't seen it. Ears haven't heard it. Our hearts have never been a part of it. But you know what? Those on the other side in glory, they know all about it. But right here, we can also walk in the light of the inheritance that we have in Christ. And we're to be thankful for all that we have in Christ. Then it goes on to say, who delivered us from the powers of darkness. These are reasons to give thanks. I have an inheritance. I am delivered from the authority of darkness, of Satan, of the evil kingdom. We've been delivered from that. We're not trying to be delivered from that. We have been delivered from that. We don't need a hundred deliverances. We need a revelation of the fact that we have been delivered. When someone says, I just can't get delivered from that, stop saying that. Start declaring, I have been 
delivered. Thank you, Father, for my deliverance that I have in Christ. Thirdly, and translated us, where? Into the kingdom. His kingdom. The kingdom of his dear son, the, the, the kingdom of his love. So we've been qualified. We've been delivered. We've been translated. Now notice this. We've been redeemed in whom we have redemption through his blood. And finally, we have the forgiveness of sin. So he redeemed us from the slavery to sin. Thank God. We're no longer bound by that or death. And he forgave us of our sins, our shortcomings, our faults, our failures. You talk about reasons for us to give thanks from the depth of our souls. Thank God for what Jesus has done for every single one of us. And all that he's done is wrapped up right here in this celebration of the Lord's Supper. We should never take lightly what he has done for us and be ever so thankful no matter what the circumstance that we face in life might be that he already paid the price. When we talk about the Lord's Supper, we talked about it last time we celebrated it from different perspectives, like the upward. The bread of life came down from heaven to offer up his body for us and sacrifice himself for us. Upward. We look backward. His death on Calvary's cross where he suffered for our sins. We look inward. You are the temple of the Most High God. He's inside each and every one of us, dwelling in us. Outward, we are the body of Christ. A reverent place. A place that houses the very glory of Almighty God. Thank God for the revelation. And then the forward perspective. Forward. He's coming again. We show forth his death every time we do this till he comes. And if we do this properly, then the scriptures teach us. We promote in our lives. Sick, we, we overcome weakness with strength, sickness with healing and longevity. Premature death. I really believe tonight as we give thanks for this sacrifice of our Lord we will activate in the spiritual realm things that will provide those three things for all of us. And I believe for my frog to leave my voice, my throat, as I celebrate. So let's come on up here. We have a song to sing. And while we sing this song, just sit where you Everybody have uh, the elements of communion? The Lord's Supper? Anybody need? Everybody have it? Examine yourself, prepare your heart. How thankful am I? How thankful am I? To my Lord, who delivered me, who redeemed me, who sacrificed his life for me, who qualified me to be a partaker of this inheritance, who has forgiven me of all my sins, who has healed me, delivered me, and set me free. Take a moment. Are you holding any ought in your heart against anyone? Then get rid of it. Get your heart pure before God.
we are grateful for your sacrifice. Let's all stand together. What an honor it is to come to the table of our Lord. To eat the bread and drink from the cup of the new and everlasting covenant. Cleansed from all sin by that precious blood. We remember you, Lord. We show forth your death till you come. Hallelujah. On the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it. He said, this is my body which is broken for you. As often as you partake of it, do so in remembrance of me. Oh, we remember you. We draw you close to our thoughts, our minds, and our hearts. How you left the glory world behind and robed yourself in flesh born of a virgin walked upon this earth as no man walked spoke as no man spoke did as no man ever did the model the example for all of us to follow you sacrificed your life by going to the cross beaten beyond recognition becoming sin for all of us with your stripes we are healed thank you for that sacrifice and your willingness to take our sin sickness disease mental anguish upon yourself including the curse and all the effects thereof together as the corporate body of believers individually as the body as the body of Christ and temple of God we now receive all that your body represents in the bread let's receive together the body of our Lord let us give thanks thank him for his sacrifice Hallelujah. Thank you for the stripes you bore. By your stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. Thank you for restoring health and healing every wound. Son of righteousness arisen with healing in your wings. Thank you. How we thank you. On the same night, he took the cup, he gave thanks. He said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for the many, for the remission of sins. As often as you drink from it, do so in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. We acknowledge our Father that we all were made from one pool of blood. And that blood, produce spiritual death in all of our lives.
No way of escape whatsoever. But the second Adam came to this earth. In his body he housed the only blood that was not tainted with sin. That could redeem a sin-sick soul. Hallelujah. We've not been redeemed with silver or gold. But the precious blood of Jesus our Lord and our Savior. We acknowledge how he laid down his life. Shed his precious blood. Took it to the high court of heaven. Obtained eternal redemption for all of us. And because of his blood, we've been washed clean. Every one of us. Hallelujah. Free from sin and the power of sin and death. Lamb of God, thank you for redeem us, redeeming us to God by your blood. Hallelujah. Out of every kindred tongue, people, and nation. And making us a kingdom of priests before our God. Let us receive the cup of the new and everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. And let us give thanks unto the Lord. Before you even pass a cup, just take a moment and really give him thanks. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you your shed blood thank you for your broken body thank you for the inheritance that we have for delivering us from the powers of darkness for translating us into your kingdom of love for redeeming us by your blood for forgiving us of every sin thank you a thousand times thank you a million times thank you a billion times thank you. Greater love is no man than this. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we receive strength, health, and longevity. And we honor you in this place. Be glorified. Be magnified. We reverence your presence. And we thank you for your sacrifice. For your service.